brothers and sisters in Christ and all who are hearing this word, the day has surely come. God, through Jesus Christ, has given a new covenant, better yet, a new testament, that is, a new promise given for your benefit, given for you, from the greatest of you to the least of you, grace and peace through God the Father and His Son, Jesus the Christ, be yours. For with more abundance than a trick-or-treater's overflowing candy bag, now Jesus comes to you and fills your sack to overflowing with forgiveness and new life. For in Him, your sin and your fear, well, they are taken away. Amen. Well, six years ago, we celebrated the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, October 31st, 1517, when Luther nailed, as you know the story, the 95 Theses to the church door in Wittenberg for all monks and professors and priests to see as they came to worship for the All Saints Day festival the next day. Yet the Reformation was just beginning and no one even knew it. Unbeknownst to Luther, copies of his 95 Theses were flying off the printing press. They were brought to the local printing press, translated into German, and they were being distributed all over Europe, including to the Pope. And these 95 suggestions or arguments for improvement, well, they were wildly popular with the printers, for they made them money, and with the people, for they were great entertainment and fascinating. They were not popular with the Pope. So by January 1521, Luther was excommunicated from the church. By 1521, he was invited to the Diet at Worms and asked to recant all that he had written for a chance to have some peace in his life. Yet after taking a night to pray about it, he said unless they could show him his errors in Scripture, he would not recant. And he famously said, Here I stand, I can do no other. God help me. And on his way back from Worms to Wittenberg, he was kidnapped by friends, hidden away in the Wartburg Castle until things died down a bit. And while there, he translated the New Testament into German, something that had been attempted a generation earlier by Jan Hus. Yet Jan was burned at the stake for his attempt. Luther completed this and opened up Scripture for all of his people to read in their tongue. Now, 1523, 500 years ago this year, we marked our Lenten worship series this past spring with a few anniversaries, lesser perhaps, but also important. Luther helped a series of nuns escape from their convent in Nimshin, including his wife-to-be, Katie. The first Lutheran martyrs were burned at the stake for their preaching in Antwerp. In 1523, Luther writes his first hymn, and it wasn't a mighty fortress. Luther also began writing his baptismal booklet, a precursor to his baptismal teaching in the small catechism. All of these things were happening 500 years ago. And you might wonder, why do we mark such dates? Because we love history? Well, I know there are history buffs out there. I know that many of you love this. And truly, the Lutheran Reformation changed the world in all realms, po politics, religion, education, arts, science. But that is not the reason why we are here today with our red, with our altered lectionary. We mark such dates because thanks to the work of the Holy Spirit guiding the preaching of Luther and many others, 
in the face of scrutiny, danger, mocking, and much unknown, the pure gospel of Jesus Christ continues to be proclaimed. That you are saved through faith in Christ and not by your works. Well, how explosive this seemingly inert proclamation was and is. For it turns the whole world, which knows only the law and self-righteousness of all stripes, on its head. And this gospel of Jesus Christ on the wings of the Holy Spirit lands on you this day, making faith and making you truly free where otherwise you were bound. Luther would go on to be named a heretic and a public outlaw with no legal protections or rights in the entire empire. In fact, by May of 1521, it was made illegal to even possess any of Luther's writings. But now today, we hear the word of God not in Greek or Hebrew or Latin, though those are fine, but in our own language. And we possess copies of it so that it may go out and not return empty. Such is the power of God's word. Praise be to God for this. But this word continues to make you free. And what a word we heard this morning from Jeremiah to the Apostle Paul to Jesus. Jeremiah starts off by prophesying about a day when the old covenant would be replaced by the new. And Jeremiah shows us how to begin to distinguish the law from the gospel, not claiming that the law is just ignored or thrown out the window, though this is our great temptation. But Jeremiah says God accomplishes this new promise by forgiving your iniquity and by remembering your sin no more. Paul in Romans shows that, yes, indeed, the law is still with us and still serves a purpose, that is, to show us our sin, so that every mouth may be made silent, so that no one could boast in their supposed righteousness or accomplishments, for none are righteous in God's sight, Paul says. Now, this past Monday night, I've shared with you, a few of you already, I was boasting quite loudly, and maybe some of you were boasting with me, when the Vikings beat the 49ers. There was reason to boast, for uh, Vikings fans anyway. But then I remembered there are more games in the season, and Paul's words came true, that all mouths will be made silent. <laughs> so it is. Now maybe you're still tasting the victory or licking your wounds from defeat in the Jacks-Coyotes game yesterday or still flying high in the Augustana Vikings hockey victory over number two Denver. Well, whether you're boasting or whether you're in despair and you might be in both places, Paul reminds us that all mouths are silenced in law. Yet then Paul famously writes this beautiful pivot. He says, but now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed, and it is attested by the law and the prophets, the righteousness of God through faith alone in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. Since all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, they are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You are now justified by God's grace through the redemption that is Christ Jesus. What good news has come to you this day? Yet we need to hear it regularly, for it seems to slip so easily out of our conscience. And so Jesus himself preaching to Jews who had believed him, 
John says, but then maybe you weren't so sure after he forgave the sins of the woman caught in adultery. Well, Jesus proclaims that when you continue or hear his word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is a beautiful promise, but it implies that outside of this word of Christ, they were not free, and neither are you. The Jews argued with Jesus on this point. They quibbled. They said, we have never been slaves to anyone, for we are descendants of Abraham. But Jesus sets the record straight, saying that only if the Son makes you free, then you will be free indeed. And of course, any Sunday schooler knows that they were slaves to the Egyptians. Well, you might be asking yourself, free from what for us today? Right along with your Jewish neighbors, you might be thinking, for we are slaves to no one, yet we are. We are as well, both slaves and in Christ free from sin, death, and the devil. Free from all the false gods we cling to and hope in. Free from the devil who still prowls around, tempting you to trust in everything but the word of God in Christ. And despite our best, most creative and cunning efforts, we will not find peace with God or with our neighbors or with ourselves and the law alone in what we accomplish. Not political peace, not international peace, not inner peace. Though we will try, the accusation of the law does not go away except that God has given to you Jesus so that you may not only die but also be raised. In Christ, you are free indeed, no matter what the world tells you, no matter what your past victories or defeats were, no matter, no matter what your body is saying to you this very morning, no matter what your diagnosis was or is, Christ now has you in victory, and you are free. You have his word on it. Amen.